Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is a pre recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And thank you so much for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about suicide prevention and a suicide prevention campaign. With me this morning, Marissa Henn, Community Health Director for Intermountain Healthcare, Kim Myers, who is the Assistant Director for the Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health, and Taryn Hyatt, who is the Area Director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And thanks to all of you for being with me today. Thank you. Marissa, let's begin with you. I don't think there's ever been a time where we needed to talk about mental health more than we do today. Just so many things complicating, complicating the environment. We have COVID-19. We have protests in the streets, uh, people seeing violence in their own communities. It's unsettling. Uh, We recently had the biggest earthquake that we've seen. Um, So let's talk about what we're seeing in the community and how people are struggling. Can you kind of give us an overview? Yeah, I mean, this has been a very heavy time, a time when people's foundations feel shaken. Um, You know, for one thing, we have the obvious mental health effects of COVID-19 on top of the physical and socioeconomic strains that this puts on individuals and families. You know, this pandemic alone is associated with uncertainty, with social isolation, with economic vulnerability, and all of these are stressors that are linked to mental health issues. And then, as you mentioned, it it bears noting that in the past week since the horrific killing of George Floyd, our country has been rocked in new ways, and there is a sense of collective heartbreak over this death and several others recently and an awareness of the unequal toll of physical, social, and mental issues that are shouldered by Black people in our country. And I I think we look no further than um, the ways in which these disparities are manifest here with COVID. Um, The Latinx population here in Utah is about 14% of the general population, but about 40% of COVID cases. So so these are no longer issues um, outside of our borders. These are very real, and they're coming in a way... um, simultaneously kind of raising the, the the local and national consciousness. Kim, give me your perspective and your concerns in this environment. I mean, I think Marissa captured a lot of that really well. There is so much sort of going on um, in terms of 
um, things that take a toll on our emotional and psychological well-being and that include you know that includes this that you know with the fears around um, COVID and uh, what the sort of impact that could be on our health and our families um, and now sort of I mean, certainly not a new issue, but layering on some of the the, the going zones around um, having these very important discussions and um, protests and um, you know engagements around race relations and racism and discrimination um, are just so critical. And we need people to um, have these conversations. We need to um, engage. Um, but we also need to watch out for each other's mental health during this time and take care of each other and support each other and know where to turn when it becomes um, more than just an outreach to a friend or family member and know and have um, general resources for people for mental health services, um, but also resources that are responsive to the various cultural and demographic needs in our communities. Taryn, do we have any data that shows that more people are dying by suicide or more people are thinking of doing such a thing? No, we haven't seen an increase in suicide death per se in our state. We have seen an increase in outreach, though, and people help seeking and seeking services, which is what we want. You know, now more than ever, we're in the same boat. A lot of us are experiencing similar distress similar experiences. So I think that is breaking down some of the barriers to help seeking. And just again, now more than ever is a time that we really need to rally together as communities, quit the division, come together and focus on what we share and what is common. And that is our human experience and see each other as human and just love each other. You most of you mentioned that this is a time we need to have the conversation. Marissa, what does the conversation look like? And who should be having the conversation? Yeah, well, I think the conversation is one we all need to be having in all the venues to which we're connected, whether that's um, with a loved one in our family or our household, whether that's with colleagues uh, with whom we're even working remotely right now. Um, It's a time to really be checking in on people, uh, recognizing that um, all of us are affected in some ways by the uncertainty and the sense of instability. But as Kim mentioned, some people, whether it's because of the ways in which um, you know, their their backgrounds, their differences in unmet social needs, their race. Some people are going to be shouldering um, many of these uh, issues more than others. And so being conscious of that as we look out for ourselves, as we um, provide support and really um, make this an issue that's there, that there's not so much silence around. I think that's kind of this common thread. And that's where, you know, Taryn in particular has been such a leader in this state on the issue of suicide prevention, in part because she's she's taken it out of the silence, out of darkness, literally the name of the walk that she puts on every year and said, we have to talk about these hard things, recognizing it will make us uncomfortable, but sometimes we have to get a little uncomfortable in order to make progress, um, whether it's on the issue of inequality, racism, or mental health. Taryn, you're shaking your head. What would you like to add? Oh, I would just echo that, you know, I mean, again, 
it's it's time for all of us, I think, as a society to get uncomfortable. You know, this is a time for us to unlearn some of those old ideas that we have had, again, as it relates to mental health, as it relates to inequality, racism, what have you, and, and, and be willing to get educated, be willing to be part of the solution that brings folks together instead of divides us. So, you know, that, that has been my mission since day one, getting involved in suicide prevention was let's have these hard conversations so people will no longer suffer in silence feel isolated and alone and know that they have people that will will rally around them will support them and and will help get you through whatever it is you're experiencing okay let's talk about the edge go ahead i was just gonna add it hadn't occurred to me till taryn put it that way but in a way you know i think the progress that we've made on mental health and suicide prevention here in utah has been about making it everyone's issue that it's not incumbent on just those who are affected, just those who are living with mental health and substance use issues to have to be the ones to speak out and to stand up, but that all of us have to be um, engaging, wrestling, and struggling. And I think there's a really important parallel there with some of the issues of inequality um, that we're talking about right now, that uh, that it's a time to bring both the humility, but also a willingness to learn, to ask questions, um, and to not have it be incumbent on the people who have been kind of quote unquote victims of this issue, but instead, especially important for those who are in positions of privilege to be reaching out. So just something that occurred to me as Taryn was reflecting. Mm-hmm. Kim, it seems like these are all very sensitive issues, but yet we think we're being sensitive oftentimes and we're not as sensitive as we should be. And I think it goes back to that education key. I think some people don't know that they're not educated. They have come to a certain belief or feeling and um, they're learning maybe that they're not, but don't really know how to really. It's hard to change something that is so ingrained in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's this process of education and learning and and trying to do better. And it's also, you know, in both of these things we're talking about in the mental health sphere and in these um, spheres, spheres talking about race and racism, um, there's also an unlearning. So one of the like pieces that that kind of was brought to my mind when um, Taryn and Marissa were talking is just the the power of language to um to move um, issues forward or to sort of take us back um, in terms of progress. And so, you know, one of the things that we've talked about that has been just the norm for so many people for their whole lives of understanding issues of suicide is like talking about somebody who's committed suicide. And in the past five years or so, that's really changed to where we're saying, you know, that language is hurtful and harmful and doesn't, get us to where we need to go to be able to bring this out of the darkness, to be able to have these conversations in really meaningful ways. And so now we've changed our language to be more accurate and more compassionate. And I think that's the goal, right? Is that we're never going to, everything, this is a changing conversation and we're learning all of the time and we're unlearning, you know, all of the time. But if we're striving towards compassion and accuracy we're going to make mistakes along the way. You know, nobody's getting this perfectly in any of these realms. Um, but as long as we're willing to step up, I think we have to, um, you know, count that as as progress and moving forward and and learn from our mistakes. We need to take a break. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. 